Welcome to the Movies Beer and Cleaning Products Podcast hosted by Bradley and Jacob, a show where a couple of uninsightful Philistines talk about film. On this episode, the boys take a look at The Hunt 2020, the Safdie Brothers' Uncut Gems, and the Tony Scott-directed, Quentin Tarantino-written film True Romance. and kittens how's it going welcome to the first episode of podcast podcast this is gonna be a good one yeah we're gonna start ta- talk about some exciting news today um, i wouldn't say it's exciting news. it's not it's never <laughs> but so it's news i don't know if you've heard about this thing that's going around this little bug going around it's called the coronavirus some coronavirus. people in, in the medical community are calling it the the covid19 um a couple people also, are calling it COVID-18. I've, I've heard it called the, the Chinese virus as well. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's uh, it's horrible, and it's caused movie theaters to shut down. And, and that uh, is the worst thing that it's done. Yeah. By far. Over, overall, that's that, I think that's the worst thing. Um, we can all agree. And that means Tenant, the Christopher Nolan film, keeps getting pushed back over and over again. And uh, movie theaters are probably never going to reopen. They're all going to go out of business. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the movie probably is not going to come out. You don't think it'll come out? No, never. Because you think it's gonna enter limbo and yeah, just disappear. They're just they're it's gonna wow. it's it's the one movie that's gonna reopen the theaters and yeah they're not gonna reopen. Ever. I don't know. I watched the trailers and I just kind of got shades of Inception. Like, yeah, he was just like he was doing another Inception thing, and then it was like oh the the title spelled backwards is the title christopher nolan still got it and i don't know and then he got sued for his design on the title yeah because uh there's like some bike part shop or something that had uh, the same their bike shop yeah. or bike part company maybe i don't remember anyway they had the same logo almost exactly and uh they uh they launched a cease and desist and <laughs> a cease and desist yeah, he's. I think they agreed to change it because before the like the last two letters were upside down. Yeah, <clears throat> and they changed it. Aren't they back to back or something? I don't remember. Who something cares? Like does anyone is anyone really that excited for the new Christopher Nolan movie? No, yeah. I can answer. Hopefully, it does come to theater soon because uh, I want to see Dune in the theater. I do too. I want to see Dune so bad. Is Timothy Chalamet in Dune? He's like yeah. he's leading the cast. Yeah, he's uh. Timothy Chalamet. I don't know. He looks like so dainty that's all i can describe him as. Yeah. he's dainty but he's a good actor oh yeah great actor. great actor i watched a movie called hot summer nights and the whole movie was like 90 minutes of just garbage on netflix <laughs> but timothy chalamet was in it and i liked his role in it it was pretty good i saw i saw a nine-year-old on youtube one up m night Shyamalan last night Did my you? niece was watching a video about a girl doing her makeup Halfway through the video, this girl's mom comes in and starts yelling at her, and the girl wakes up. And the whole YouTube video has been a dream. And the first thing I thought is, that is as complicated as most of M. Night Shyamalan's twists. Or it's not as complicated, and it's better. <laughs> like, oh, M. Night Shyamalan. Shout out to M. Night for making The Last Airbender live action. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what do you want to do? Do you want to cast somebody who's Asian? No, everybody. Everybody <laughs> has to be white. Speaking of diversity, the Oscars. Oh. They now have 
have officially made it that there are ten best picture nominees to but encourage diversity. That which I think is what a good if thing. there's not ten best movies in the year that people want to honor? Well, there always is. There's always at least ten movies, and see the problem with the old system was it could be up to ten, and, and that never was ten. And the but the problem with it was was you needed to get. Because, like, they, they picked the selections based on voting. Right. And it needed to... It was something like you needed a certain percentage of the vote in order to be one of the nominees. Mm. I know. I see. So, and then I think... I don't 100% know how Oscars voting works, but I think once the nominees are set, they go back and do it again. And so I think it will give an opportunity to s- maybe a smaller movie that sneaks in at like number yeah. nine or ten that a lot of people in the just academy brush just over. didn't see so i think it'll give some movies like yeah. that a chance i think it's also gonna cause a lot of movies that should not be in the best picture category yeah. to be up there um but we already get those like like black panther got nominated i <laughs> don't know why everyone jizzes in their pants every time they watch black but the oscars 10 there's gonna be 10 best picture nominees and they also they are. They started a streaming service for the for, Oscars did for the Academy members, so that they can oh watch all of the movies. Because the problem was, is they were getting sent DVDs, because that's how it used to work. It was a screener system where all the members got sent DVDs, yeah. and they would just stack up. And the thought was, none of no one's watching these, and so they started a streaming service where they're saying they want to kind of hold people accountable they haven't 100 percent explained how they're going to do that but they try to make it easier for people and um we'll see um we'll see we'll see if it makes a difference i don't know if it's going to make a difference it this could year. be the most minuscule thing and we could never notice it yeah and forget about it next year um, i don't even i don't think there's really 10 movies that uh deserve to be nominated this mm-hmm. year because i haven't seen 10 that i think yeah going um i've seen uh there hasn't been a lot that's come out and a lot of the stuff that's been people have liked has been really small and mm-hmm. if you're the oscars you're you not can't going for that yeah you have to people still have to watch the show you need mm. those ratings yeah exactly you can't can't nominate like even though the oscars are supposed to be the pretentious ones that care more about yeah. the craft than the audience yeah no, but no. uh stuff yeah. like uh like some of the acclaimed movies of the year, like Never Rarely, Sometimes Always, and First Cow, that no one has seen. I didn't even know those were movies. Exactly. I would um, have thought those were sentences coming out of a <laughs> five-year-old's mouth. Those are those are probably not going to get nominated for Best Picture, but uh, maybe they will because. Uh, did you watch Moonlight? When I did. It won? That movie, I liked it. I like La La, I like... La Land better, but yeah, it's okay. I liked La La Land better too, way better. Yeah, but. I thought Mahershali, is that how you pronounce yeah. it? Yeah. He was great. He yeah. is great. He's, and he's, he's going to be Blade. Like he's going to be Blade. Badass. Oh, it's going to be so good. Yeah. Wesley Snipes did a good enough job, but I think Mahershali is going to fucking just bring it home. He's uh, he's just a cool guy. He's, he's won. Didn't he win back-to-back supporting Yeah, he actors? won for, uh, for Green Book. Yeah, that's right. Right after yeah. Moonlight. Yeah. I never saw the Green Book. Neither did I. It's, uh, a lot of people don't like Green Book. One Best Picture. It won. Be- That's right. <laughs> I was at your house and we were watching. Um, it, I Green forgot. Book won Best Picture. 
I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, That's bad. Uh, Did, yeah. Wait, what? Was there a year where Shakespeare and Love beat out The Godfather? No, it beat Saving no. Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan. 1998. Wow, my date's there. <laughs> yeah. Not very good. No. Anyways, the fact that that happened. Have you seen Shakespeare and Love? I don't have to. It's terrible. I've seen it. It's. I don't like I've it. I've seen clips in English class, and I know that it does not deserve to win over Saving Private Ryan. That is the best war movie ever made. Right behind it is Fury. My f- second favorite war movie is The Thin Red Line, which also came really? out in 1998. And also lost huh. to Shakespeare in Love, the Terrence Malick movie. Um, Shakespeare in Love. Who was in that movie? Shakespeare in Love. Gwyneth Paltrow. Of course. Oh, um, did you hear about her vagina candles? <laughs> oh, of course. There's um, a new one that smells like her orgasm. Thank you, Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> Not thank you, Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> for, for selling... Because she's slowly just going to end up making a candle that's just my butthole. And then these guys are going <laughs> to buy it up like it's... Goddamn. Who do she thinks they're buying? Because it's like either creepy guys or, or YouTubers people, yeah, like, reviewing it and yeah. making fun of her. Like, yeah, that's, that's the people buying it. She doesn't I, care, I though, know. because yeah, it doesn't, doesn't smell like her vagina, and it's making her millions <laughs> yeah, of dollars. She doesn't care about anything she does. No. Um, good for Gwyneth. Speaking of a thin red line, it's going to be something I'm picking up. Criterion Collection sale. Mm. Barnes & Noble, 50% off, starting July 10th. I think we should properly get into some movie reviews. Yeah, we should. We should. That was it for our segment, the news. It was pretty I hope boring news. But we'll come to you with better news in the future. The first movie, The Hunt, 2020. Uh, this was a movie. It was just a movie. That's all it was. Yeah. Its marketing campaign was... Made it sound like if you watched this movie, you instantly were like anti-government, like... I don't know. Just the fact that Donald Trump said something about it. To be honest, I don't think it should really count as him saying something about it unless he's tweeted about it like a hundred times. Yeah, yeah, no. Because he says stuff constantly, and I don't think it really counts unless he said it at least a hundred times. <laughs> yeah. I think that should be the new rule on his Twitter account. Um, he has to repeat it. Yeah, you have to repeat it at least a hundred times for it to be true. Exactly. Um, but the, the way they took... I remember watching the first trailer for The Hunt before it got pulled from theaters and I got excited because I saw Emma Roberts the guy from This Is Us I'm Kevin from This Is Us <laughs> I'm always going to forget his name like I saw a lot of people in that movie that I recognized and wanted to see in a movie like that and with a big spoiler warning they were all fucking killed Yeah, for Very surprise violent. factor just for the surprise factor. There's nothing else to it. And yeah. it happened like six or seven times with all of the well-known cast. Yeah, That's they just they kept died. doing it. Shifting main characters and... The Hunt felt like you can it do was that a movie once. about Snowball and her revenge. And then it felt like it was a movie about the other people and their stuff. And they crossed over on the train and that was like the end of it. That's yeah. where I thought... I don't um, know. It felt like two halves. Two different movies. Yeah, um... The first note I wrote for this movie was um, it, a lot of scenes felt completely unnecessary and that oh they were just God. stretching for time. It's 90 minutes and it felt like you could cut about <laughs> half an hour out of the movie. Because they were trying to show that there was like different layers behind every character. That Like nobody was bad. They all had something going on. Yeah. But the way they did it is like there'd be an action scene 
and freaking kill somebody, and then the next scene would be so tone different that it would kill yeah, parts like, of the movie. Like the flashbacks were not necessary. I have to bring up the biggest one. Was this movie? I couldn't pinpoint it where it was supposed to like where I was supposed to let my sense of imagination take over. You know, mm-hmm. with it like was it a parody movie? Or was it supposed to be a serious movie? Because there were scenes where it felt like it wanted me to care and actually feel bad for the characters on screen. But then there were scenes where, like, the girl got blown up in half and was saying, like, oh, you won't kill me? I'll kill myself, you fucking snowflake. Like, that was just... Yeah. But that just brought me out of it a little. Because nobody had an... It's supposed to be a comedy. It's... Yeah. But but they didn't do enough. It was... if I don't know if the director really got the tone right ever in the movie no he it felt like he was hopping tones for the entire like that scene in the gas station when the first group of three people go in is Mm -hmm. they tried to write it like quentin tarantino where it's like nothing's happening and then something happens and it's really serious but then it's like a normal scene again but then they send in like snowball and they make it an edgar wright scene where every attack's going with like the music and it's like all set to this like rock jam i don't know yeah that's just how i felt the movie it felt like it was directed by different people yeah, um, yeah, I th- I would say that the, the direction was, it was kind of, the tone was inconsistent, but yeah. a lot of the action scenes looked good. Like, I can't really yeah, fault no, them I, for that. Yeah, that, all the kills, even though I was mad at them, they looked good. They, I don't know, it was just such a letdown. Yeah. Because there was parts of it that were actually really good. Um, like the entire Snowball character. She was... Her, I thought yeah. that that actress did a great job. She was there's a lot of like good performances in the movie. Yeah, especially um, Betty Gilpin, I believe her name is. Um, she uh, she did a really good job. Um, was she one of the liberals? No, she was the uh, snowball. Oh, that is that's her name. Yeah, I got you now. I yeah, see. that's her name. Uh, Betty Gilpin. Her name in the movie. I forget it. They said it. Crystal. Crystal, because they got it wrong. Because that's they got like that the wrong. most white trash name ever. Um, Wasn't the whole... Okay, I have to ask. The end of the movie, was it supposed to be like... Since she was captured and she wasn't actually the right person, she represents like... The middle ground between far left and far right. Yeah. I th- and that's I why think, she survives the movie. I think that's why they that's what chose I to let her survive. Because she was like... She, she wasn't supposed to be people. there. The whole part, like the whole thing in the movie, she didn't have a stance. She yeah. didn't take any stances. Her whole stance was, I'm trying to kill this person that did this to me. Like, yeah. And that worked for her character. And then, I don't know, I feel like a lot of the other, like you said, a lot of the side characters worked too. But they just got cut off so quickly that I don't think they had time to yeah. shine. There was, there was too many characters and they couldn't decide yeah. what they wanted to do it was with like any of them. It was like Endgame, but if Endgame started killing off fucking superheroes <laughs> two seconds into the movie, you know? Yeah. Like, um, they literally only had ten people to kill, mm-hmm. and one of them died before they got there. Yeah. Like, I don't know. They That whole scene where the guy comes out on the plane and he's like, and then they kill him, like, that was so unnecessary. Yeah. Why not start the movie with Emma Roberts waking up? In, that, no, yeah. sorry, don't start the movie with Emma Roberts because you kill her two seconds later. Which could have worked if they did it once. Yeah, if but they did it to once they works. did it to Kevin from <laughs> This Is Us immediately after, and then they did it to Ike. 
something. Like Budenholtz? Budenholtz, like yeah. They did it to him in the gas station with the two white trash people. Yeah. Um, they just kept doing it, and it was it got annoying. It got so annoying. It got really frustrating. The far left and far right stereotypes got annoying for me, too. But I I know that's on purpose. Yeah, it's... I, but I, I just think, can't. You know, know, the social commentaries, I've, maybe some people have been complaining about it. I think it was... I think it worked because it, it was simple. Yeah, that's it was thing. like... It wasn't... People were trying to look for bigger things in this movie because yeah. the ad campaign was like, this is the most horrific movie you'll see in your life, right? Yeah. And they just had to go in expecting a cut-and-paste fucking movie. Yeah, that's it's, all it was. It's pretty much, if, uh, if you're an extreme on any side... You're probably no one likes you, yeah. and uh, you're, if you're just a regular, if you're an extremist, person, <laughs> you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Like that's kind of what they were saying. If you're a regular person, like everyone else in the world, and like most people in the world, we should just get along. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, well, I complain about the twist that they did the friggin' hunt because they accused them of doing the hunt. Yeah, I get what they were going for. I but get it too, but man, it's they made those characters. Sounds so smart, mm-hmm. right? And then they just wanted to, and they're liberals. And even though, I don't know, they didn't paint them as murderers, and it was a joke. Like knowing now that it was a joke in that group text, and then a thousand, they said a thousand people shared it, and they decided to kill them. Like that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's jumping zero to a thousand just to get your movie running. Yeah, like it was unnecessary. You could have just started the movie in the woods. Uh, yeah, not explaining what's going on yet. Uh, I did like at the end after a pretty good fight scene, final fight scene. Oh, that. I, um, I liked that fight. With the two of them kind of lying there, they have a disagreement about Animal Farm. Right. I didn't understand it because Which, I haven't seen Animal Farm. You haven't read Animal Farm. I haven't read <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See how far gone I am, Jacob. Okay. So Animal Farm, it's a, it's essentially it's it's a animals on a farm and they set up a communist system and it goes horribly horribly wrong. And it's written by George Orwell, author of 1984. And uh, essentially, you don't really need to know the specifics, I think. The point is, is that two people look at the same character and see something completely different out of that character. Mm-hmm. One person thinks that they're yeah, a hero, I... one person thinks that they're a villain. Yeah, I got that from the end of the movie there. Which I thought was... They lightly explained yeah, that's it. interesting. Uh, that was... I think yeah. they, they did that interesting... Um, they probably didn't, could have explained it even less, because I feel like if you, if you aren't familiar with Animal Farm, then you probably still don't really get it, mm-hmm. and if you are, you probably didn't need it explained that, exactly. why she yeah. was named that, and that it's from Animal Farm. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, they, they tried, uh, it was, I want to talk about the writing, it was written by, uh, their, I believe they're writing partners, uh, normally, because I've seen, I looked on IMDb, they wrote they both written for some TV shows, or at least they're familiar with each other. Uh, they've written on, I think they both wrote on Watchmen and like Westworld or something. Oh, really? Um, but one of them is uh, a Republican and one of them is a Democrat, which I... Oh, really? Yeah. So it was actually written by people on opposing sides. Okay. Which, so why was it so bad? <laughs> <laughs> which pretty much the... I, that's they why... They were just kind of making fun of each other. That's why they nailed <laughs> the... Uh the theme and the message yeah not the theme sorry the message because it was a decent message and decent people were trying to tell it and both sides were telling it Mm -hmm. but i just don't think they were good enough as filmmakers 
Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah. The, the film itself wasn't good enough. It was edited weird. <clears throat> it was structured weird. Yeah. The whole thing was just yeah. a disappointing time. Um, my takeaway was it should have been an episode of South Park where <laughs> they <laughs> capture Eric and the boys and they put them and they start hunting. Yeah the characters from South Park. I think that would have been a great episode of South Park and probably should have been the length that this movie yeah, should have exactly. been. exactly. Oh my god. <laughs> but I do want to give credit where credit is due. Uh, R-rated violence. Great. Awesome. That... Thank you. R-rated yeah. action movies. You're awesome. Keep making them. Keep going. <laughs> um, Why watch a movie about violence if it's not R-rated? That's what I think. Um, the hunt. My, my closing thoughts on it. Uh, I thought it was fun, and uh, pretty much anywhere politically you are, I think that you'll. In- I don't Enjoy think you'll hate movie. it. See, that's. I had to ask you. I texted yeah. you and asked you if this was a movie, and I was cheering for the Republicans or the Democrats because I was lost. Yeah. Every time they made a joke about the Republican, it came back with a joke about the Democrat. Yeah. And yeah. I think like unless if you are one of the extremists that the movie's yeah. making fun of, you'll probably get a kick out of the message of it it's kind of fun if you go into the movie after you've smoked a big joint (laughs) and you don't really care about what's on the tv you will love it you will love it with all your heart it is the perfect movie to have on in the background when you're doing anything because you can look over and see a woman get blown in half or a man get shot and then you can just ignore the rest of it because you know it's, it's the hunt 2020 uh, I think I liked it a little more than you did, but yeah. I, would say I think I just I think it's, it. I think I built myself up on it too much. Like, I just I was too excited. If you had to give it a, a rating out of ten, what, what would you? Say? I would give it a solid five. 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 The most divisive movie for me okay. in a long time. I'm I'm somewhere between a six and a seven on it. I liked it a little more. I still don't think mm. it's great, but I think it's fun. It's worth watching. Um and. Yeah, don't go in expecting to uh, have your mind blown no. in an intellectual way, but it's I would say the message is timely and uh, the action is fun. So, yeah. you know, check out The Hunt. 2020. 2020. Because I looked up The Hunt. There's a there's better a, movie there's a few. called The Hunt. Is there? With uh, starring uh, Mads Mikkelsen. Mm-hmm. Right, that's what it yes. was. I kept finding that when I was trying to, like, illegally pirate the movie. <laughs> I didn't say that. Uh, yeah. Maybe watch the other hunt instead. If if yeah. uh, you can only watch one, but uh, if if you are sitting inside and you want to see something kind of fun, why not? Don't don't rent it. I rented <laughs> it. I I think I might also be madder because I spent like four bucks to rent it, and I never rent movies. I did yeah. it for the podcast. And. Uh, yeah, uh, it's probably going to come to streaming eventually, oh, soon it enough. It's, a, it's one of those movies that when it hits streaming, it's going to skyrocket to the top ten in Netflix, oh, yeah. and everybody that is like a kind of fan of movies is going to think it's a miracle that yeah. it exists. You know? Speaking of the top ten on Netflix, what a horrible disaster. Oh my god, when how <laughs> the fuck does it work? It's That's horrible. my question. The things that pop up on there, it'll be like things I know are popular right now. A movie that's been there for like weeks called like 365 or 365 days or something. Yeah, what it's is that? A, it's a, uh, I think it might be Polish, and it's 
basically the I think it's the Polish Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> oh. <coughs> right, it's the one I read the synopsis. A girl gets kidnapped and has a year to fall in love with her cat. <laughs> uh, next film, Uncut Gems. Oh my goodness. Um, uh, with the NBA, <coughs> hopefully it's supposed to come back soon. Plan two. I feel. I think this is this is, this is good timing. Mm-hmm. With uh, the great Kevin Garnett starring in this film, alongside Adam Sandler, and uh, I'm you're not much of a basketball fan. I am not. Did you even realize that Kevin Garnett was a basketball player? I did not until halfway through the movie. I felt like he was because they gave him a few lines where and a few scenes where it kind of felt like I was supposed to know who he was before they introduced him. Yeah. So. This is uh, the the story of Uncut Gems. It's kind of interesting of how they got it made. They wrote it years ago, and they always wanted Adam Sandler. Really? They From always the always wanted Adam Sandler for this movie. Well, he fucking nailed it. Yeah, blew me out of the park. And they tried to contact him, and they he wouldn't. They they would, couldn't get in touch with him. Couldn't get in touch with him. I think it was after they made Good Time that he saw that loved it. And reached Wait, out was to Good them. Time Robert Pattinson? Yeah, where yeah. Robert Pattinson. I almost watched that the other night, just decided not to. Is it? It's very good. Roger Robert Pattinson's good. Uh, the director, Benny Safdie, plays his brother in it. Oh, does he? And he's very good. Uh, a very similar kind of mm. horrible anxiety attack of the movie. Oh, yeah. Where uh, you're yeah. just... See, I'd have to like prepare myself to watch it, because not knowing Uncut Gems was going to be like that made it hard to watch, but not yeah. in a bad way, just like in a yeah. good way. I, I watched it with the family, and they, oh, really? they, they struggled with that, just, like, how... Mm-hmm. It's just, like, a horrible anxiety everything, attack the whole Everything time. that could go right goes wrong for Adam Sandler. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, and it's, it's like, it's, it hurts you to watch it Yeah, but you, for an entire movie. It's horrible to watch someone be so irresponsible and... And just fuck up their lives <laughs> yeah. when it's the littlest thing <laughs> yeah. that would make everything different. And that was that was the driving force behind yeah. the plot. Ugh. But uh, yeah, I've, Adam Sandler's great. Um, Julia Fox also really good as the girlfriend. Yeah, uh, she I agree. was uh, stunt casting. She really, was, uh, she was someone. She was someone like that in New York who the Safties knew, and cast her for the movie. <laughs> um, That's funny. And uh, Adina Menzel, I would say, best known for probably the Frozen movies. Yeah, yeah. does a good job. Uh, of course, I like Kevin Garnett. Uh, it could have been. It was supposed to be Joel Embiid, actually, who's another basketball player. Really? Uh, and it just didn't work out because when they had to film it, the season would have already started, mm. so they needed to find someone retired. I think when they originally wrote it, he wasn't it was Amari Stoudemire, who was the original player. I think they considered like Kobe Bryant at one point. I see. Um there's tons of players like they just kept rewriting it and it was it had to be very specific because like the movie is actually set around real games and real dates that they they researched and oh, really? did properly so they put a lot of care into doing this and it was it really tough like they i think they said they rewrote it something like 50 times really and they just kept having to rewrite it for new players and uh right and they ended up with Kevin Garnett, the big ticket. Big ticket. And uh, yeah, he's he's actually he does a good job in the movie. I thought so. He for <laughs> somebody who's not an actor to yeah. just be in such a 
serious movie too. Not like it. He was. It's not like he had a part in scary movie yeah. where he could just phone it in. But he did a good job. Yeah, he did. He did a really. I mean, good he's job. playing himself. Yeah, but I mean, you know, he. It's it can still be hard. It can to, be distractingly bad sometimes. Yeah, that's and the, the weekend part. also shows up. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! The weekend was in that movie. <laughs> he was playing like before he's famous. The weekend. Yeah, that was weird. That was a weird kind of like crossover. Yeah, I was like, why? I just felt it was kind of a cool world building. Yeah, where it's like that's yeah, what it was because it made me around. feel like the movie was set in the time it was telling yeah. me it was set. In. I I I love period pieces that are like a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I love that because like it's just so fun to reminisce. Yeah, and when you watch them. And when you're making a movie in the moment, you kind of don't highlight the kind of things that are going on, like what kind of cell phones people have, yeah, or yeah. what kind of cars they're driving. But when you kind of when you do a period piece, you know, you yeah. pay extra attention to it, and you really show that stuff off. And I just really like that it's a period piece from like, <laughs> like a few years yeah, ago. It must have been like 2010, I think, because it would have been after the Celtics championship, hmm. and around the end of of that that team so i think yeah it was somewhere around 2010 2011 um what did you think of the the main villain guy the guy that ends up killing spoiler alert, adam sandler uh yeah like the kind of the the henchman the henchman who turns out to be the the real guy with a fire lit under his ass yeah he's uh he might be a little over the top to be honest I thought he was a little bit at times, yeah. but that whole ending, the I ending don't know great. how I didn't see it coming. <laughs> yeah, I was so blown away when he shot him. And the whole shot, I went back and rewatched it, it's like basically showing you mm-hmm. that he is going to shoot him. It's like how the camera looks at them. It's like he he's going to kill him, okay? You wait. And I think and, it's it's the perfect ending for that for oh for Sanders Adam Sanders character. he had to die there was no possible way he built up so much shit beneath him he burned every <laughs> single bridge but also, on the way out of that movie he died happy he finally yeah, won he, he died he in died his in high, three seconds of happiness you know, you know? like yeah because for him this this constant stress is what keeps him like he yeah. loves this he loves to be in debt and constantly betting money and he the, loves doing this. And and he died, in his ha- probably the happiest moment of his life. Yeah, exactly. He which... the whole movie is about like we're cheering for him, even though he's a bad person, mm-hmm. to win. Like we want him to win. We want we want him to get that big ticket win. And then right when he does, and the friggin' celebration moment starts, they shoot him in the face, and you it know, works so good. Uh, what I want to ask you is this is kind of a, a debate among people people who like the movie or don't like the movie, do you think he's a redeemable character? Yeah. I kind of lean that way, too. I do. Because he, he cares about his might, family. Yeah. That, and it might just be because I like Adam Sandler yeah. so much that I would just cheer for him in anything. Yeah. Um, he's my childhood <laughs> comedy dad. That's yeah. how I look at it. Like, he was in every comedy I watched from the time I was 10 to, like, 14. Mm-hmm. It was just fart jokes and <laughs> Kevin James. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, I think you know he. You can tell like his he cares about his kids. You yeah, know? Like, he was he a loving with them. person. I think he cared about his girlfriend. <laughs> he cared about his. I think he even cared about his wife. Even I think though... he even cared about his brother. I think. I don't think he didn't care. I think he just. He was so blinded by his. 
like desire for the money and to he's win. Just, yeah, he was just that he just like, didn't care who he hurt on yeah, his way up. He was just he just the only thing that ever and kept he, him going was, was did he ever really have juice. a moment where he was like look back at the carnage he was leaving no exactly because the whole movie is a 90 minutes or I don't know a <laughs> this, it's over two hours the, long a, a two hour freaking sprint to the yeah. finish of the movie yeah it's a it's a two hour panic attack at the end of the day if they didn't kill him the whole movie would have been fucked because yeah. if he lives what's he gonna if he runs off and he gets the money then I'm mad because I don't want him to win as much as I want him yeah. to win. He's just going to do this again. He's just going to, yeah, he's going to spend all the money and he's going to do it again and they're going to try to do a sequel and that's what I was thinking. Like, <laughs> that's what's going to happen if they keep him alive. But no, they, they shot Adam Sandler in the face. And it's the whole way it was shot, the when he like walks out, it got me. It got me good. Um, also, I have to point out the beginning of this film from the mine where everyone is where these two guys kind of sneak away and you've mm. seen them mine the gem yeah. and you see the horrible pain that they have to go through, the guy with the leg injury, and, and you know, you kind of see what this comes from. And then you go into the opal and then you come out Adam Sandler's butthole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the greatest opening <laughs> I have ever seen. It sets up everything tonally and thematically just oh. perfectly. Um, That's so funny. Just yeah, coming, <laughs> coming out movie of starting Adam, out yeah. of Adam Sandler's ass. That is that is the perfect start to the movie. Uh, well, I did. I would say he that the, he's like the human fart joke. Oh yeah, it's it fits. It literally fits everything. Yeah. Uh, I would say the part where he shows Kevin Garnett the video of like of the people mining for this stuff. Um when he comes into the store mm. on his phone. I felt that was kind of unnecessary because we already got this yeah. information. And does Kevin Garnett really need to know this? No. Exactly. Who cares? Ke Kevin Garnett didn't give a shit about <laughs> yeah. what he was saying. He just wanted that rock. <laughs> yeah. Like, so. Um, a little yeah. bit of over-explaining. That, that Everyone was does the it. only scene I felt was unnecessary. The thing is, though, we deem it unnecessary. A kind of fan of movies is going to think it's a miracle that yeah. it exists. Yeah. Speaking of the top ten on Netflix, what a horrible disaster. Oh my god. When How <laughs> the fuck does it work? It's That's horrible. my question. The things that pop up on there. It'll be like things I know are popular right now. A movie that's been there for like weeks called like 365 or 365 days or something. Yeah. What it's is that? A, it's a, uh, I think it might be Polish. And it's basically the, I think it's a Polish Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> oh. <coughs> right. It's the one I read the synopsis. A girl gets kidnapped and has a year to fall in love with her cat. <laughs> uh, next film, Uncut Gems. Oh my goodness. Um, uh, with the NBA, <coughs> hopefully, it's supposed to come back soon. Plan two. I feel. I think this is this is, this is good timing. Mm -hmm. With uh, the great Kevin Garnett starring in this film, alongside Adam Sandler. And uh, I'm, you're not much of a basketball fan. I am not. Did you even realize that Kevin Garnett was a basketball player? I did not. Until halfway <laughs> through the movie, I felt like he was because they gave him a few lines where, and a few scenes where it kind of felt like I was supposed to know who he was before they introduced him. Yeah. So. This is uh, the the story of Uncut Gems. It's kind of interesting of how they got it made. They wrote it years ago, and they always wanted Adam Sandler. 
Really? They from always, the beginning. Always wanted Adam Sandler for this movie. Well, he fucking nailed it. Yeah. Blew me out of the park. And they tried to contact him, and they he wouldn't. They they would, couldn't get in touch with him. Couldn't get in touch with him. I think it was after they made Good Time that he saw that, loved it, and reached Wait, out to them. Wait, was Good Time Robert Pattinson? Yeah, where was yeah. Robert Pattinson. I almost watched that the other night, just decided not to. Is it? It's very good. Robert, Robert Pattinson's good. Uh, the director, Benny Safdie, plays his brother in it. Oh, does he? And he's very good. Uh, a very similar kind of mm. horrible anxiety attack of the movie. Oh, yeah. Where uh, you're yeah. just... See, I'd have to like prepare myself to watch it, because not knowing Uncut Gems was going to be like that... <laughs> made it hard to watch but not yeah. in a bad way just like in a yeah. good way i i watched it with the family and they oh, really? they, they struggled with that, just like how mm-hmm. it's just like a horrible anxiety everything. attack the whole everything time. that could go right goes wrong for adam sandler yeah. you know what i mean it's, and it's, it's like it hurts you to watch it yeah but you, for an entire movie it's horrible to watch someone be so irresponsible and and just fuck up their lives <laughs> yeah. when it's the littlest thing <laughs> yeah. that would make everything different and that was that was the driving force behind yeah. the plot. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've, Adam Sandler's great. Um, Julia Fox also really good as the girlfriend. Yeah, uh, she I agree. was uh, stunt casting. She really, was, uh, she was someone. She was someone like that in New York who the Safties knew, and cast her for the movie. <laughs> um, That's funny. And uh, Adina Menzel, I would say, best known for probably the Frozen movies. Yeah. Yeah, does a good job. Uh, of course, I like Kevin Garnett. Uh, it could have been. It was supposed to be Joel Embiid, actually, who's another basketball player. Really? Uh, and it just didn't work out because when they had to film it, the season would have already started, mm. so they needed to find someone retired. I think when they originally wrote it, he wasn't. It retired. was Amari Stoudemire who was the original player. I think they considered like Kobe Bryant at one point. I see. Um. There's tons of players, like, they just kept rewriting it, and it was, it had to be very specific, because, like, the movie is actually set around real games and real dates that they, they researched and did properly. So they put a lot of care into doing this, and it was really tough. Like, they, I think they said they rewrote it something like 50 times. Really? And they just kept having to rewrite it for new players, and, uh... Right. And it ended up with Kevin Garnett, the big ticket. Big ticket. And, uh, yeah, he's he's actually, he does a good job in the movie. I thought so. He, for <laughs> somebody who's not an actor, to yeah. just be in such a serious movie, too. Not like it, he was, it's not like he had a part in Scary Movie, yeah. where he could just phone it in. But he did a good job. Yeah, he did. He did a really good job. I mean, he's job. playing himself. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, he, it's it can still be hard. It can to, be distractingly bad sometimes. Yeah. That's and the, the weekend part. also shows up. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The weekend was in that. Movie. <laughs> he was playing like before he's famous. The weekend. Yeah, that was weird. That was a weird kind of like crossover. Yeah, I was like, why? I just felt it was kind of a cool world building. Yeah, where it's like that's yeah, what it was because it made me feel around. like the movie was set in the time it was telling yeah. me it was set. In. I I I love period pieces that are like a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. like, I love that because. Like, it's just so fun to reminisce yeah, and, when you watch them. And when you're making a movie in the moment, you kind of don't highlight the kind of things that are going on, like what kind of cell phones people have yeah, or yeah. what kind of cars they're driving. But when you kind of, when you do a period piece, you know, you yeah. pay extra attention to it and you really show that stuff off. 
And I just really like that it's a period piece from like, <laughs> like a few years yeah, ago. It must have been like 2010, I think, because it would have been after the Celtics championship, hmm. and around the end of of that that team. So I think yeah, it was somewhere around 2010, 2011. Um, what did you think of the the main villain guy, the guy that ends up killing? Spoiler alert: Adam Sandler. Uh, yeah, like the kind of the the henchman. The henchman who turns out to be the the real guy with a fire lit under his ass. Yeah, he's uh he might be a little over the top, to be honest. I I thought he was a little bit at times. Yeah. But that whole ending, the I ending don't know great. how I didn't see it coming. <laughs> yeah. I was so blown away when he shot him, and the whole shot. I went back and rewatched it. It's like basically showing you. Mm-hmm. That he is going to shoot him. It's like how the camera looks at them. It's like he he's going to kill him, okay? You wait. And I think and, it's it's the perfect ending for that for Oh, for Sanders Adam Sanders. Character. He had to die. There was no possible way. He built up so much shit beneath him. He burned every <laughs> single bridge but also, on the way out of that movie. He died happy. He finally yeah, won. He, he died he in, died in high, three seconds of happiness, you know? You know? Like, yeah, because for him, this... this constant stress is what keeps him like he yeah. loves this he loves to be in debt and constantly betting money and he the, loves doing this and and he died in his ha- probably the happiest moment of his life yeah exactly he which, the whole movie is about like we're cheering for him even though he's a bad person mm-hmm. to win like we want him to win we want we want him to get that big ticket win and then right when he does and the friggin celebration moment starts they shoot him in the face and it works so good uh what i want to ask you is this is kind of a a debate among people people who like the movie or don't like the movie do you think he's a redeemable character yeah i kind of lean that way too i do because he he cares about his family yeah that and it might just be because i like adam sandler so much that i would just cheer for him in anything yeah Um, he's my childhood (laughs) comedy dad that's how i look at it like he was in every comedy i watched from the time i was 10 to like 14 Mm -hmm. it was just fart jokes and (laughs) heaven james yeah oh but yeah i think you know he you can tell like his he cares about his kids yeah he He was a loving person I think he cared about his girlfriend. He cared about his... I think he even cared about his wife. Even I think though... he even cared about his brother. I think... I don't think he didn't care. I think he just... He was so blinded by his... Like, desire for the money and to he's win. Just, yeah, he was just... That he like, just didn't care who he hurt on yeah, his way up. he was just... He just... The only thing that ever and kept he, him going was, was... Did he ever really have juice. a moment where he was like look back at the carnage he was leaving no exactly because the whole movie is a 90 minutes or i don't know a <laughs> this, it's over two hours the, long yeah two hour freaking sprint to the yeah. finish of the movie yeah it's a it's a two hour panic attack where he doesn't they don't give him a chance to even think about redeeming himself people who watch adam sandler movies yeah <laughs> people who saw adam sandler's face for uncut gems and watched it <laughs> They had to add a little bit of stuff so they didn't lose them. Right they, they, the they needed some help. Um, I still don't know how much it helped them. As uh, we'll, I don't think it did. Help we'll see with uh, with our next segment. But uh, before we get to it, rating out of ten for this movie, if you had to give oh. it one off the top of your head, nine. Nine came right to my head because the movie 
I wouldn't say I, it climbed into my favorite movies of all time, but it came close. Like it just, it was just a really fucking good movie. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I would say between eight and a half, nine, I'm kind of right there with you. I think it's 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 how really cared good. for it is too. When they, when people care for a movie, <clears throat> mm-hmm. like you're explaining, it shows so much more. Yeah, so much. More. You can tell. Like, I mean, that's Safdie's cares, and Adam yeah. Sandler actually wanted to do this exactly. instead of and his performance we didn't oh, yeah. praise it enough man he was no. be- i think he was the best part of that movie yeah should he, he fucking... have gotten an oscar nomination yes yes yeah absolutely. i don't know who he necessarily deserved to get nominated over um but uh i think he deserved the nomination yeah. well the if oscars they had ten don't spots, like them know? if they had 10 spots <laughs> they could have fucking fit him in but no uh yeah the uh, the oscars don't like the safties because uh they're not serious enough Oh. Um, they were kind of, during their whole press tour with Sandler, they were just tearing everything apart. And just being kind of goofy, unserious. Well, when you're guys. hanging out with Adam Sandler, can you be serious, guys? <laughs> yeah. I like Adam Sandler, I think, is a good guy. And I, I think, think so, he knows so. exactly what he's doing I with his comedy he, movies. He knows how he terrible does. they are. Because here's my theory. Adam Sandler doesn't make movies to make money. He makes his movies to go on a vacation <laughs> with his friends. And it's yeah. an excuse to get his very busy friends in oh, yeah. one place for months at a time. And no, every one of his little movies is set in, like, Jamaica, the Dominican, somewhere tropical where you could never go. Yeah. And then he writes ones like that murder mystery movie. Where Hawaii. it's like, oh, dude, relax. Yeah. Shut the hell up. And, uh... Red Letter Media has predicted that he is going to uh, remake uh, Weekend at Bernie's, where he is going to play Bernie and pretend he's dead the whole time and just sit <laughs> in a chair on vacation with his friends while no, they awesome. make a movie around him. And uh, I would not put it past him. I'm surprised he hasn't done it already. I'm surprised Grown Ups 2 had any of those guys moving. <laughs> they yeah. didn't have to. Yeah. Uh, honestly. Uh, and so, so many of them are just so unfunny. Adam Sandler has horribly unfunny friends. Uh, other than Norm MacDonald, who never gets a big part because he can't I love act. Norm MacDonald, though. He's so funny. Uh, the rest of them, though. I think David Spade can be funny. Rob Schneider is just. Rob the worst. Schneider's too much. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin James. James can be funny. He has been. Not anymore. As uh, much. And then the, There's like some of them that were funny when they were younger, yeah. you know? Or when they're actually like doing good jokes, but they just stay on fart humor so much. I think a lot of them used to not be afraid to kind of embarrass themselves yeah and now they are and now they're they take themselves what too the seriously. hell happened when all like all of his movies up until grown-ups 2 just had the same like set of people and then suddenly taylor lautner was in there and then he came back for the ridiculous six like at what point did taylor lautner because this is how i look at it robert pattinson went from twilight into really good indie movies mm-hmm and became so did Kristen Stewart. Yeah, and so did Kristen Stewart. Both of them became really fucking good <laughs> actors and actresses. And Taylor Lautner <laughs> turned around, went to the ridiculous six, and played a friggin' what, wasn't he mentally disabled in that movie? And yeah. he had like one tooth or something? Like that, that was I some get movie. he was probably trying to distance himself <laughs> from like the sex god that Twilight tried to make him. But uh, I also I've not seen the brand new Happy Madison production, The Wrong Missy. I did. Which Adam Sandler, I believe he was might have been doing Uncut Gems, so he does not appear in the film. Oh, no, he does not. But the rest of his family does. 
Yep. And all of his friends do. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah. It was so bad. It was just like watching every other one of the stupid ones. There was yeah. no redeeming qualities. There was a couple times where the humor was broad enough that I was like, ha ha, like, way to go. You said penis out loud. <laughs> but most of the time, who is that girl that plays Missy? Oh, Lauren Lapkus. Lauren Lapkus. I don't find her funny in the slightest in that movie. I've seen her in other stuff, and she's, like, been humorous, and I've laughed along. In that movie, they just basically, like, told her to, to bust a line of cocaine and be the most annoying motherfucker you can for the whole movie. And every choice that character makes in the movie is literally just to, like, completely fuck over this guy's life that she's supposed to care about. And then at the end, they just, like, hook up, even though they both spent the movie tearing each other apart and yeah. had no redeeming love story they just fuck at the end and from what i understand also at the beginning he meets someone who is actually a good match for him yeah <laughs> and it's miss universe and it just doesn't work because david spade is david spade i will admit as a fan of wrestling when i was a little younger seeing a ww wrestler wrestler at the beginning of the movie intimidate david spade was just kind of a fun thing to watch, but I don't know. The rest of the movie was not worth anyone's time. Yeah, this. Uh, but Uncut Gems, one of the Adam Sandler movies worth watching. Uh, I would yeah. also recommend Punch Drunk Love, Paul Thomas Anderson, mm, uh, Witz stories from Noah Baumbach. Noah Baumbach. Um, you know, if he if he does something serious, it's normally because there's a uh, there's a director who has a vision for him. Adam Sandler doesn't do super serious movies. Unless he knows they're going to be good. Unless they're good and it's a good fit for him. Mm. And, uh... Like, he cares about serious movies when he does them. <laughs> That's why I know he knows what he's doing yeah. with his comedy. He knows exactly what he's doing. You know what I think it is? I bet he shows up, shoots his scenes, and gets the fuck out of there, and doesn't even do more. Like, I don't think he writes jokes on those movies. Mm. I don't think he does anything. He has people that write the jokes, he <laughs> stars in them, set, puts his Happy Madison on them, it sells, he moves on, doesn't remember he's in it. Yeah. I guarantee in 20 years, you walk up to David Spade and ask him about the wrong Missy, he will not know what the fuck you're talking about. He'll be so lost. He'll be like, I wasn't in that movie. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Alright, uh, I've got a fun little activity to play. Uh, I'm going to read you three reviews oh, I was for Uncut for Gems. Two of them are real reviews I found on IMDb. Uh, it's a, of course, it's impossible to know how serious the people were when they wrote it, but they are real reviews on IMDb. Okay. One of them is a review I wrote for this film, a fake review, um, okay. and you are going to have to guess... I'm going to sniff it out. Which is, ...which is mine. Okay. Review number one. It's a one out of ten stars. Worst Adam Sandler movie ever. <laughs> I literally made an IMDb account to help fix the rating on this movie. 8 out of 10? Maybe if you just hit a dispensary in Colorado. This movie sucked. I really like Sandler, but this was trash. Alright, that's review number one. Review number two. Don't believe the hype. Not even funny. Only kind of funny part is when Sandler is hiding in the closet, but this part isn't funny enough to bother watching the annoying movie. Maybe just watch the one scene on YouTube. Very bad. Oh! <laughs> that was also one out of ten stars. 
A double one Uh This one, a little higher, 3 out of 10. Uh, the title of this review, How I Had to Take a Tylenol. <laughs> Uh, I really wanted to like this, but with all the yelling and language, I had to take a Tylenol mid-movie for the headache. I'll stick to Netflix, Adam Sandler. I'll stick to Netflix, Adam Sandler? Which one of those do you think? One, two, or three. Which one did I write? You wrote... Number two. I did write number two. That was a crisp high five. Yeah. Um, but... I don't know. That third one. <laughs> she said at the end, or he said at the end. It's strange. I My first inclination is this was an old lady as well. Yeah, no, not even an old lady, a Karen. Yeah, a Karen. Instantly Karen was in my head. The if you're language. taking a Tylenol because of good, not good times, uncut gems, then you need to not watch TV. <laughs> this is because of all the yelling and language. Um, yeah, those, those were real reviews. Um, they will they stick to, to Netflix, Adam Sandler, which I think is probably that, probably a good thing. How do you say stick <laughs> to Netflix, Adam Sandler? That wasn't that movie. They didn't come out on Netflix. It did come out on Netflix, but it was not a it was not like a Happy Madison Netflix release. And it's possible yeah, it did yeah. play it, in it select theaters. So it's possible it that this person did go to a theater to see this. It didn't uh, count into like his contract he has with netflix no. for so many movies no. probably yeah that's no. what they're talking but about. uh yeah this it's possible that these people did see this in the theater because it did play in select theaters and uh it's possible someone saw adam sandler new adam sandler picture yeah. and uh they went in and were horribly disappointed i don't get when how, they didn't even laugh one time how could you watch an entire movie and not get that it's not a comedy and just like give a review like it is <laughs> <laughs> this movie's not funny. It's not supposed to be that funny. Like, that's not what we're going for. A lot of the bad reviews, they don't like the yelling. And, the, and <laughs> they don't like the, the safty style of anxiety. Well, the way that... The only reason... Not the only reason, but a big reason the movie works is because it's like an anxiety attack. Yeah, that's the point. But a lot of people, the, they they don't like that. And just because I I can't... I don't like when people give bad reviews... For the point of the movie. Yeah, like I agree. Like, okay, even if even if you didn't like it, you can't give it a negative because because you didn't like this part, you know? Yeah. Like, you can't you give rate, it one out of ten because you, you rate didn't the like movie it. on, like, yeah. how good the movie was, not how much you liked it. Like, for me, I even agree. a movie I don't like at all, where it's like, okay, this was at least well-made and mm -hmm. well-acted... I'll, like, for me, the lowest I'll give is, like, a 5 out of 10 for that, or a 4, like, yeah. depending on how much I hated it. But if it's well-made, I'll at least give it, you know, a few stars, because, like, you know what, somebody cared and and put work into this, yeah. and it's well-made, and I can't give a crap. It's just not for me. Yeah, like... and it's not for me. Um, I don't I don't get these these one-star reviewers on, on IMDb. We should get them all together. And have a hunt. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Wait, we can't say that or else they'll cancel us. But then we're going to come back and we're going to actually do the hunt. And then when they're like, hey, why are you hunting us? And it's like, because you said we do. And then there's going to be the one reviewer who posted the review as a joke who's going to come and kill all of us. Yep, and she's going to walk away victorious. Oh, my God. We just see that's how easy it was for them to write the hunt. Yeah. 
<laughs> it, can, it was literally that fast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it was also filmed that fast with most of the actresses and actors. Get ready for the uh, for the hunt too with the horrible <laughs> IMDb reviewers. Uh, Coming to movie theaters never because they're not going to reopen. Nope. Catch it on streaming or at the drive-in. Um, lastly, you want to talk about uh, True Romance. True Romance. Directed by Tony Scott. Written by, written Quentin. by Quentin Tarantino, Tarantino and also uncredited Roger Avery apparently direct or wrote this oh, really? alongside with Quentin as he did with Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction. Mm. Uh, n- did not go on to have a successful career. Um, I think maybe his relationship with Quentin is not great anymore. Yeah. Um, It'd be hard to stuff. have a successful career if you're relationship with Quentin Tarantino isn't <laughs> yeah there is there is some stuff I, I'll admit there was some stuff with Pulp Fiction that where they wanted to advertise it as written and directed by Quentin Tarantino so they gave mm. Roger Avery a story credit even though he did co-write the movie true um, yeah well it's just because Tarantino's name is marketable on yeah its own. it was more marketable and and uh, but and he still he won an Oscar for it so yeah um, but I, I do feel bad for the guy, and uh, maybe he'll still make something great. You know? Maybe. He but, could. Yeah. I mean, those are some of the greatest movies ever made, yeah. so he very easily could. But uh, Yeah, I believe on... he worked at the, the video store with Quentin. Oh, did he? Yeah. That's cool. True on romance. the topic of true romance, that movie, I'm going to tell you my star rating right now. I give it a solid 9.5 out of 10 star. Because I like, if I gave... Uncut Gems a nine. I know, me immediately that I like this movie, and I think it's a better put together movie. And I don't know. That's just my take on it. Mm-hmm. And but I don't think it's a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. And yeah. To get a ten, it has to be a perfect movie. I would so. agree. It's probably not perfect, but I. It's pretty. I'd good. seen it previously. I rewatched it, and I liked it even more a second time around. I'm now between like kind of same thing eight and a half nine as it was for Uncut Gems. I think this is really really solid. Um, it's solid Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Very solid. That the ending is yeah. one of the best Quentin Tarantino action scenes I've seen. You know, yeah. he didn't direct it, but the way it was directed. Yeah, Tony Scott shot was so good with the cocaine and the feathers cocaine and, and the feathers. friggin' blood. And Looks great. Um, well, let's get into Dick Ritchie <laughs> from start to finish. Uh, like the start of this movie, um, it's essentially it's a kind of classic romance Hollywood love story. People fall in love, get married immediately, and uh, steal a suitcase of cocaine from the girl's pimp. Who, who is, who is uh, played by Gary, Gary Oldman, Oldman who thinks he's with black. dreadlocks. <laughs> and uh, they steal cocaine from him and head off to L.A. to sell it. Oh, they also shoot him to death. Yeah, they also shoot him. Uh, Samuel Jackson also appears. Opening The opening, we start with Christian Slater horribly trying to flirt with yeah. a woman, which I think this is Quentin's most autobiographical movie. Yeah. With him just talking about Elvis. It's about a video store guy <laughs> yeah. who's obsessed with Elvis and just wants movies. to... And yeah, just wants and movies, to watch movies just, with He just wants ladies. to have sex with his girlfriend <laughs> and sell cocaine and watch movies. You know? Yeah, I it's, think this is this is I think this character was really close to Quentin's heart. Um Quentin Tarantino is clinically <laughs> if he wasn't so smart, he would be clinically insane. 
Yeah, he's he's a he's an odd fellow, but uh, oh, man, great filmmaker, great, great writer, greatest. I will put my name on the table, <laughs> drag it through the mud. Quentin Tarantino's the greatest. Quentin Tarantino has the most unique mind mm-hmm. in the world. The way he thinks about how people talk. Yeah, people don't actually talk like they do in a Quentin Tarantino no. movie. It's like if somebody slightly turned up the masculinity mm-hmm. and made it just more interesting. That's yeah. the point of a movie. You go to a movie to watch something that is interesting, mm-hmm. and that is more interesting than not watching a movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's That would be the main reason you sit in front of a television. And then Quentin Tarantino just... Yeah. His dialogue, it's like... It's the type of conversations people have. But... But not the words they use. But not the words, and it's it's stylized. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, like when we're in the car, we might talk about what kind of hamburgers they have at McDonald's yeah, but, in France, but we don't talk exactly like that. No. True romance. Okay, let's go through all the, all the, all these characters. We need to go through all of them. So we went through Gary Oldman. Um, we have Christian Slater in the lead, and uh, a great Patricia Arquette. Great Alabama. Alabama. Um, um, we have. The best Brad Pitt outside of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Brad Pitt is fantastic. Plays the greatest Floyd. Floyd the roommate. (laughs) (laughs) Everything about Floyd is so funny. When James Gandolfini meets him the first time, and he's like, oh yeah, they're just down the road. I love how helpful he is to to the villain. He's helpful to everyone. He's (laughs) He's just a good dude. And he's a good dude to everyone and he's so dumb. He's he's got some great lines. He's hilarious. That's where the roots of his character in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood were started. That that last scene in in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is... Even his whole character in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right? Mm -hmm. He's kind of like... He's a loser. He's like if Floyd matured a bit, though. Like, he yeah. got a job, but he's still Floyd. Yeah. And that, I just, it worked. Because, Apparently. God, is he a good character actor. Brad Pitt. Also, heard a story about him confronting Harvey Weinstein, and it just made me like him more. Yeah, he's a beauty. He's, he's a beauty. He's a beauty Apparently, actor. Um, the, uh, I believe the Seth Rogen comedy Pineapple Express was based on Floyd. Really? Yes. <laughs> I've heard it. No, it the, does. They James, look at James Franco. His whole character is Floyd. Floyd. Yeah. Yeah. Or they as close as they can get to Floyd. But um. Like. Yeah, and uh, of course we have to talk about Christopher Walken as uh, oh, the Sicilian. He was barely in it. <laughs> he played a Sicilian, which is already like you're supposed to be laughing at it. <laughs> But he was still intimidating, he's, he's and he was scary. still off-putting, and he was still scary. It was so good. And, and uh, the way that he murdered... What's his name? The, the, Robert Duvall? No, no so Dennis Hopper. <laughs> Man, my name, sometimes I come up with, like, <laughs> the craziest people. Dennis Hopper. As the dad. Also did a great did job. Did a great job. He felt like a dad. I yeah. didn't want him to die. He yeah. was barely in it. When he helped him, I was like, I didn't expect him to help, and then he did, and I was like, oh, that was redeeming, and then he just... We also meet the the great James Gandolfini in that scene. Oh, as the hitman. James um, Gandolfini in all his scenes, he was good in that movie. He was so good in that movie, especially the fight with Alabama. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, <clears throat> we already talked about that final scene. Yeah, final scene, which great. with with the death fake out that could have been yeah, avoided. That death fake out, which not a huge deal. Like it, yeah, it's not a huge. I deal. wouldn't say it even takes that much away. No, it just didn't it need to be there. Yeah, um, which is and it's also bothers me because it's such a trope. 
Yeah. You know, it's such a cliche. And why would that? Which is like, why and then I think that? like, do you think it was Quentin Tarantino's choice to make that? Like, did he write that? Because then if Quentin Tarantino wrote it, then like, why would he? You know, Quentin I'd, Tarantino stooped down to that but then what if it was Tony Scott but then I like Tony Scott too and I don't think he would want that in his movie so then you think like oh maybe it was Harvey Weinstein because he was attached to everything Quentin Tarantino did for like a long time yeah, right? I'm not wrong he, about yeah, that he produced, yeah, produced all his all movies his, uh, his dialogue in, uh, in True Romance is is good it's mm. uh, there's a lot of really great lines I would say it gets Maybe it's just because he knows how to direct his dialogue better, but I would say it gets in his own movies. It's a little snappier. Well, yeah, but Quentin. T- imagine somebody handed you Quentin Tarantino's script. Yeah, and it's told, it's a make. very it specific be, way. Yeah, Quentin Tarantino. When people act in his movies, I've heard like you don't improvise. No, you say you what's on the page because mm-hmm. it's Quentin. Tar- it came out of his. If it came out of Quentin Tarantino's mind, and it's one of like the ten movies he's gonna make or whatever. Don't put your own words in there. Yeah, it's... we're going to the movie theater to see his words, and that's how. Sorry, that's how he feels. Like yeah. I, I listened to an interview like that. Yeah, it's which uh... I, I understand. Like I don't know when I see a Quentin Tarantino movie, I'm going there to see Quentin Tarantino make every choice mm-hmm. and make me feel everything. Yeah. So just, just to talk about Tony Scott's direction, like I think there's some shots in this that are really good that I don't think Quentin would ever come up yeah, with. Yeah, I agree. A lot of the shots, like, some of them when they were up on the billboard, <laughs> yeah. some of them, like, just a lot of the shots with them as a couple yeah. never would have been in a Quentin Tarantino yeah. movie. And it he directed as good of a love story and romantic movie as he did a Quentin Tarantino mm-hmm. movie. That's where I found it was, su- it was so cool that they were, even though it was a hooker and a guy from a video store, they felt like they were important when they were, like, together and... Yeah, you wanted them to be together, even though they had no connection, and she was a hooker who was sent to yeah. be with them. But yeah, I don't know. Val Kilmer as Elvis. Yeah, and they didn't actually have the rights to call him Elvis, I think, so they called him the mentor. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Val Kilmer as Elvis and it shows worked. up in the mirror. He's great. Yeah, it <laughs> um, worked good. It's kind of the this guy's imaginary friend. Um, and Quentin loves Elvis. Yeah. Um, also, there's a there's a Alabama's favorite movie star, Burt Reynolds. Mm. Quentin loves Burt Reynolds. True. Um, was named after a Burt Reynolds character. Really? Yeah. And uh, so Quentin really loves Burt Reynolds. That was a little Easter egg in there. Uh, well, Alaba- that makes Alabama it so much, is like dude, it makes it his so much fantasy. sadder. It makes it sadder now that Burt Reynolds died. Yeah. Before he could be in Once Upon a Time yeah. in Hollywood. What part was he in? Uh, he was—he played Bruce Dern's part of uh, George Spawn. Oh, that would have been so good. Mm-hmm. Even though I love Bruce Dern. Yeah, he does a great job. But... Does a great job. Burt Reynolds in that role. Yeah, would have been so good with Brad Pitt acting beside him. Yeah, their energies would have been easily. They have like the same—not demeanor, but they're just like calm guys, and it just would have been funny. The score in True Romance. Oh, um, it was so. I liked it. I Hans liked Zimmer's it score, yeah. so much, and it wasn't that I was like in love with it, where it was totally badass. Just the parts I really liked were when it was just it was, focusing yeah. on the relationship, it's like and steel drums, steel drum, a little bit of piano. Yeah, it's it just, just yeah. It really set the tone of the movie. Yeah, it perfectly set the tone. It's uh, it's 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 a good score and feels very anti Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Uh, it's not Inception. 
Hans Zimmer does stuff on epic proportions like that. Mm-hmm. Like, he just goes like, yeah. like, you know? But Big noise. in True Romance, it's like the littlest, yeah. minimalist amount of music. Yeah, it's barely it's... even loud. Like really it's good. Really good. Um, it's... It's a lot of a lot of funny stuff in True Romance. Yeah. Um, you know the idiot actor who's terrible at acting that audition <laughs> when somehow he, he ends up getting the part at the end. Yeah, yeah. Oh my um, god, Dick Ritchie. Yeah, Dick Ritchie, which has got to be one of <laughs> one of the top ten movie names ever. Oh, it's so good, Dick Ritchie. Dick Ritchie. Um, and he's he's played perfectly. Yeah, Mr. Rappaport. I like Rappaport. And um. Uh, Floyd steals the show with comedy. With barely any screen time. Yeah. Nothing to do. The, the, Literally, his whole point of his character is he has nothing to do. Yeah, he's, he knows. sits around. Um, smokes weed. Smokes weed and and just has, he has some great lines, you know. Some good, good ones. Some and bangers. Just, it, that, when, they take when time with the five guys come mm-hmm. in and he's smoking a bowl and he goes, <laughs> And you guys want a bowl? <laughs> yeah. I laughed so hard. And, and then, and then, how long it takes him to give them directions? <laughs> yeah, and I love how long they take to just let him get yeah. the whole thing out until he like cocks the gun in his face, and he's like, <laughs> "All right, so it's right on your next left." And you go straight, <laughs> yeah. and then, and then you go, and and, you and go. they're all standing there with guns <laughs> and shit. They're like, <laughs> "Such a good movie." Well, uh, is this where we wrap it up? Yeah. Three reviews, probably um, like ten reviews squeezed yeah. into our three review structure here. Yeah, this is probably mm-hmm. nonsense. It could podcasts are nonsense, but some people just need friends. Yeah, I agree. So if you need friends, <laughs> that's why you should watch our podcast, listen to our podcast. 